0: Okay, so, I don't know yet if this is going to end up on my podcast, but in case that it will, hello, dear listeners. Welcome back, and I hope you're hearing me loud and clear. So, why am I recording myself again? Well, um, as you know, I like to write stuff, and right now, I am working on a new book, yet again, but, but this time I'm feeling really good about it. So good that I'm going to do a dramatic reading of the very first chapter that I completed. And, well, I hope you enjoy. Anyway, <clears throat> here we go. Ah, big breath, big breath. Right. Being a kind and somewhat naive guy it never occurred to Martin Bell that there is something weird about a completely optional company fitness day becoming completely mandatory once you decide to sign up. In his mind, Martin rationalized it by telling himself that such an event is quite expensive to get off the ground, so the organizers wouldn't be too happy with folks cancelling at the last moment. Martin is not a dumb guy, though, for the alarms started to go off once the fitness day started. started. Sure, fitness is not Martin's strong suit, so of course he'd be struggling today, but after crawling through mud and climbing over wooden walls, it was the firing of rifles that really put the military in military boot camp. Luckily for Martin, he was quite familiar with firearms, so handling one out of the blue didn't really catch him by surprise unlike his roughly 299 other colleagues who signed up for this supposedly optional but no, actually its mandatory now military style boot camp. A lot of misfires and cursing ensued, but miraculously, no fatalities. It was at this point that everyone knew something was up. After all, why the hell are firing off guns and marching like a proper army skills that one needs as an ordinary warehouse worker? You see, This company that Martin Bell and many, many others work for is nothing more than a grocery store. Okay, that might be underselling it a bit. The truth of the matter is, this company, it's the only company. The last company. The company that filled the void that was left after 80% of humanity was slaughtered during the Great War. But even with so many people dead... The remaining 20% still need their daily groceries. Also entertainment products such as toys, or, or hardware, or software, or anything, really. So thus, The company arose from the ashes of the corporate world and the world in general, and became the number one in supplying the remnants of humanity with everything they needed. But it's not hard being number one if you're the only one. The only company the last company. But knowing all this still did not answer the question that lingered inside the head of Martin Bell and the 299 other participants of the optional fitness day. Why the hell am I undergoing a soldier's training? Well, that question would soon be answered at the end of the fitness day. 140 participants already gave up on seeing that day through and followed the boot camp staff to the exit. The remaining 160, including Martin Bell, were asked to assemble at a large green tent just west of the firing range. There they gathered, a large group of somewhat confused company employees, determined to find out what the hell is going on. Rows of empty seats awaited the tired and dirty participants. Martin chose to sit somewhere in the middle. Facing the incoming crowd was an empty stage that was about to be taken by a familiar face. An aging man slowly moved up the stage towards the podium stand at the center. The audience gasped as they saw who it was. Dominic D'Airdre, the big boss of the company, the only company, the last company. Any murmurs and noises exchanged between the company employees fell silent as they saw those famous dark eyes stare at them from the podium. With bated breath, the 160 Fitness Day contestants stared right back. Dominic stretched out the silence, as if to see if anyone would dare break it. But no one did. So Mr. Deirdre took it upon himself. My dear employees, I am both humbled and honored to stand in front of you today. Dominic looked at the back of the tent, which was quite empty, evident by the 140 empty seats. Although I must say there are fewer of you here than I anticipated. The crowd laughed, albeit rather nervously. Dominic continued, But knowing what you all have gone through today, I do not blame your fellow colleagues for heading home early. Mr. Diadre, knowing how to deliver his lines, used another pause to let the words sink in. Dominic's eyes picked up on the uneasiness that was growing and decided to, as was planned by him and his staffers, to gently put away his written speech and, quote-unquote, speak from the heart. To appear as genuine as possible, which he was, but the staffers didn't need to know that. I had written a speech for this moment, you know. A simple congratulations and thank you, a few words of kindness and some platitudes. And and then my speech would be kept off by armed guards dragging you away to a battlefield from which most of you, my beloved employees, will never returned from. The Dierdre somewhat expected outrage and screams, but he got neither. His candor stunned the crowd, just like he planned. That is how my predecessors did it. That is how they wanted me to do it. But there is a reason why you all know my name, and not theirs. You see, unlike my predecessors who slithered in the dark and committed atrocities in the name of profit and the greater good, I want to be seen in the light. I want to be known. I want to be known as the man who, in a world as broken as ours, still had compassion for those who give their time and energy in exchange for a better world and an honest living. I want to be known as the man who, in a world where we must act out deeds that leave our hands dirtied by soil and blood, still gave you a choice. Uneasiness gave way to fear, but none dared leave their seat. Deirdre had the audience in his grip. Your first choice will be easy. You will leave this boot camp and follow staff towards the exit. You will be administered amnestics and you'll be sent on your way. Any memories you've made today will become indistinguishable from a long forgotten dream. That is the choice most of you, 140 of you, already made. A choice your predecessors were never given. But here is the hard choice. If you decide to stay, you will be equipped with uniforms, rations, and loaded rifles after which you'll be shipped off through the gate of point 0. For toward the last 4 years you will fight and hunt down the grey hides in their own territory. You will harvest their parts for company use. So if any of you wondered how we acquired our supplies in order to produce our products well now you know. After your tour is done, you can take the aforementioned easy choice, or you can re-enlist. Oh, and one more thing. For every month you stay, you will be paid your salary 30-fold. And whatever you choose, just know that I am both honored and humbled to lead such a group of amazing, hard-working, and honest living laborers. So... Any questions? Martin Bell immediately stood up, hand raised up all the way. The other 159 people present awoke from their trance and all turned their heads. Ah, yes, the young man in the middle, Diadre said. What is your name, young man? Martin Bell, sir. What is your question, Martin Bell? Does the uniform come in size extra large? The crowd laughed again, but this time out of confusion. Dominic chuckled too. <laughs> of course, young man. Our uniforms come in all sizes Martin didn't wait for mister Diardre to finish his sentence, as his raised hand turned into a salute. Then I would like that freefold pay raise, sir. How'd you like that, huh? Did you enjoy it? I hope you do, because the next I mean, the upcoming months, I'm going to be working on this book as much as I can. I really feel like I got something big here. So, I... uh, uh, You'll hear me later. (laughs) Goodbye.